0: Hello, and welcome to the Hill and Valley podcast. This is Nick Roby coming at you once again. Sorry, it's been a little bit, guys, but thanks for listening. You know, just with some life stuff and just business of a new year. And next thing you know, it's already April. So here we are. I'm super excited to come back. And I'm super excited to get to talk some more Clemson sports. We are in full swing for both Clemson baseball and softball. So obviously basketball didn't end as we wanted to, but exciting for another year coming up and seeing how, you know, transfers are coming in and what that team will look like coming through. So that'll be exciting, but we'll we'll get to that later, later in the year. But for now, we've got Clemson baseball and softball and, you know, two different seasons that are going on and very interesting uh, exciting different things that are happening, and hopefully after both encouraging weekends, we can see some more positivity, especially for baseball coming through. So we're going to get into that. Um, so first, we can start with with Clemson baseball. Now the Tigers were on the road this past weekend. They were at number twenty three Wake Forest. That's from uh, D one uh, baseball their rankings. So you know baseball and softball have a few different ranking uh Outlets and so i'm just going off of d1 baseball and softball. They're both Really good places to get all of your content So shout out to them and for all kind of things. I know I I, ch- I check on them A few times throughout the week just to kind of see what's going on But yeah, we're taking on the David deacons and so coming into this weekend. Clemson had honestly not won a baseball series. Yeah, they were 0 and four and you can look into it and, and you can kind of reason through maybe why each of those happened or what was going on. You know, you had lost two out of three to Miami, but you scored 20 runs in the first series. And now Miami is a top 10 team and doing really well, especially in conference. You can argue that they're the best team in conference for sure. After beating Virginia in a, in a huge series, so you've got them. Then you've got, I might be doing this out of order, but then you lose to Pittsburgh uh, you have to schedule both games on a Friday. There's a snowstorm in there. Cancel the last game. So they don't score really one run until the last couple innings of a doubleheader. Lose both of those. But Pittsburgh's probably better than they were given credit at the time. But you lose both of those. And then you get NC State in a pivotal weekend. They're, you know, right up there with Clemson. And they, they beat us out for that last game, and then you've got a really good Notre Dame team who is, you know, they were on the brink of going to the College World Series last year, if if I'm not mistaken, and you just get swept by them at home. And another really cold weather situation, so I don't know if it's just the cold weather on the road, playing on turf, that was just throwing them off, because you have a team that was coming off of sweeping South Carolina and, you know, having won 14 in a row at the beginning of the year. So it's really a tale of two different seasons. And so you can kind of reason through, but then you look up and, and you're towards the bottom of the Atlantic, only one, you know, handful of games in conference. What are you supposed to do with that? You know, we see the talent on this team and yeah, just haven't been able to pull it through, especially in conference. Um, it's not like we're losing a bunch of in-state games. You know, coming into this, they were 20, 20 and twelve on the on the season. So they come in, and Wake Forest, you know, they've been pretty good, but the Tigers have, I think, won like what was it five in a row or something like that a uh, series against the Demon Deacons. They just had had their number overall, and just could really use a huge boost. Really liked what I saw on Wednesday night. No, I'm sorry. Tuesday night against USC Upstate in Greenville, and yes, Clemson's better than USC Upstate. And you know, sometimes there's only so much you can take from that, depending on who they start and everything. And but I just like that we've had some, for the most part really consistent play in the midweek and getting some runs and beating who you're supposed to beat in those kind of situations and not letting the weekend roll into that and scoring 11 runs is always a good sign, especially after Notre Dame where we were just struggling to score runs. So it was just good to see, you know, some guys come to the plate. So you come to that needing a big win. And for me, if you happen to be following along on the Hill and Valley uh, Twitter page or my personal uh, Twitter feed at Nick Roby. Um, definitely give a follow if you want to keep up with with different things and Clemson, uh stats. I love talking about Clemson sports, especially, but all college sports. Uh, big key for me just right now is starting pitching, and it's just the inconsistency of it. And I know those guys want to perform, and uh, it's just this team's really big momentum. If we can get good starting pitching, maybe score a couple runs early. I mean, it's in the game, but the losses. Have been a lot of times just not getting long outings from the starters, and then you are having on the bullpen playing catch up. So we come into that, and my rule of thumb right now is if we can get five or more innings from our starter in three runs or less, if we can get that. We've got a really good shot to win. It's not a guarantee win. You know, it's not even technically a quality start. That would be six innings and three runs or less. But the way people are looking pitching stuff now and how guys are stretched out, and just I don't know how realistic that is, honestly. And, you know, you get two through two times to the lineup, maybe a little bit of a third time. You can kind of avoid that. And we've got good enough arms in the bullpen to where if you can get those five innings, then you give yourselves a really good shot. And that's what we got first game. Mac Anglin throws just a great game. Doesn't end up getting a decision in that, but he throws six innings. No runs, only two walks, four hits, a runner, an inning. I will take that all game, all day long. And England's definitely been the most consistent starter. And he's definitely your Friday night guy or your number one guy that you're throwing out there. So that was really encouraging. And only scored one run, which is really funny when you look at the next two games of the series. But one run its all we needed. Uh, Corbett got the game-winning sacrifice fly in the top of the ninth. Gilbert shoved out of the bullpen and honestly you could argue was maybe the best pitcher all weekend just because having to come out multiple times. Three innings pitch, five Ks, kept us in the game was huge. I mean, that's really what it was. Pitcher Duel and Clemson came out on top and just really needed a win. Really needed a win. And just I felt like it really set the tone for the weekend and came in, uh, especially just I don't know, just just getting off taking out some of the pressure from the weekend and just letting the guys play. So you come into game two, and you feel very good about yourself, and then they went with Dill instead of Hoffman. Hoffman had been the the regular starter on Saturday and Sunday. Both the Knicks are Nick Hoffman and Nick Clayton the have been the two starters. And they go with Jay Dill, freshman, who's been pitching well out of the bullpen, throws hard, um, and they give him a shot. And I, you know after just some of the inconsistencies in the starting pitching, I don't blame Monty Lee at all for wanting to to look into that and looking to see who else can we do. Let's switch the lineup. Let's try to get some some juice going. They've been throwing some guys in there. I like that. We had Lewis in there at the plate as a freshman. Give him, him some at-bats, you know? I mean, Brewer hasn't been playing as much, and just switching the lineup and making it look different. I mean, it, we just need guys to perform. And I think that's what it comes down to. Is you gotta have guys execute and come through, and the the best, hottest hitters and, and best players in the moment will play. Um, not that other guys can't come back in, but it's just it's a very it's more of a fluid lineup than we might have seen, definitely earlier in the year and maybe even years past. Just because you just gotta have guys contribute, especially at the bottom of the lineup. You know, the top lineup started to been more consistent. You know, Blake Wright has played himself into the three hole which he wouldn't have thought, you know, a couple weeks ago, even, you know, he was or a few weeks ago. He was trying to even just get into the lineup at all, you know, had got beaten out at second and at third and just was an odd made out. And now he's been a staple in the lineup and been at second base. And, and I feel like a real jolt of energy for this team um, beginning of the game too, you go know, in there, throw Dill. And I don't know what it was, if it was just starting and building into that and being on the road as a freshman, his ball, as I was watching him, uh, he just seemed like he wasn't in full command. And when he was in, his ball wasn't moving and he walked several guys and then they had a grand slam and a three run home run. And the next thing you know, you're down seven, one. After one inning So I just really hate it For the guy Because he's been playing Well this year And now his stats Are not going to show it And I just He almost just kind of Chalked it up To just a bad A bad Outing But it's hard Because it puts you Behind the eight ball um, But I was really proud Of the way Nick Hoffman Handled it From just like A performance standpoint You know You don't get to start On your normal day Come in Now you're down 7-1 to You need You need to go long Get some innings Out of, out of you and still being ready to go gives us six and a third inning seven hits only give up two more runs after that three Ks over seven innings i mean i'll take it absolutely and so and this offense can score if getting hot enough and so i just was really proud of the way that the guy like just really encouraged by the effort of just seeing on saturday and Really battling back down at one7 one point, 7-1 in the first, nine to two in the fourth, and then going into the eighth after seven, they were down nine to four. So you're just trying to chip away and keep uh, keep guys ahead. Like just try to not you're not trying to win it on five run home runs. You know the whole time you're not going to make it. That you just need base runners and then just take good at bats. And you know, watching the game, I was. I was really encouraged by what I saw from that, and you know, Grice comes up, hits the game tying hit. You know, now we're at uh, nine nine going into the into extra innings, and it had guys on base, uh, couldn't come all the way through. Um, Wake Forest gets a walk off home run, but you know, the the ball had definitely been flying out of that park, and you know, it, that that one's hard to come through, you battle all the way back and and lose 12-9, to nine. that can be really deflating. But, and so it still comes as a loss. Like, at this point of the year, there aren't any moral victories, obviously. Like, we're not coming into this. And at some point, you really just have to perform and have to get wins. I mean, that's just, you're just trying to get into the tournament. And to do that, you need to keep building your resume. So, I say all that, say it, It's not a moral victory. You can't call it that. But, after seeing this past weekend or um, the weekend before sorry with Notre Dame getting swept and just it was really deflating. And to see the energy and the effort from those guys and to then bounce back and get a win on Sunday, ten to eight, you know, with some ebb and flow, gave up some runs. But we're really you felt like more in control in the game. That was just really encouraging to see. Um it was the young guys and just Liar in the dugout, like that was a huge, huge, serious win. You know, game three, we had guys hitting hit dingers. We had Wagner was two for four, four RBIs, hit his 11th home run. Caden Grice, huge, hit two home runs through three RBIs. I know that had to feel good. Um, I don't know. Maybe he needs, needs to wear number 99 now because uh, for some reason uh, they're having some uniform issue when they wear the purple. The purple top with the names on the back, uh, the Tigers one, and I don't know, might just have to wear that for the rest of the year the way he was playing on Sunday. That was huge. Corbett hits a home run. Lewis hits his first career home run and does that as part of starting off uh, the onslaught of offense. It's just really encouraging. So we have nine runs and ten runs. Against an ACC foe. You know, like, we'll take that. You can win a lot of games when you score that many runs. Uh, a little bit concern is that Clayton only went in an inning, so you have two of the starters. One doesn't make it out of the first inning, technically, and then Clayton only goes into the first inning. Uh, I, it's hard to know what to make of that other than you just got to get more from them. And Clayton, after, you know, after yesterday, you got to give him a short lease. So, you know. Talent came in, pitched well. You know, Gilbert gets the win. Lindley pitched two innings. Gilbert, over the whole weekend, pitched five innings, only walked two guys. Eight Ks. I mean, honestly, he's probably the player of the weekend. Just because of the way he held the weekend after just having a bad outing, you know, at the Notre Dame series. Just keeping the transition of the bullpen and being able to hold leads and... Give innings out of the bullpen is huge. I mean, five innings over a weekend, um, especially when your starters are not going as long as you would like them to. That was huge. And so Clemson comes away, winning the series two games to one over a ranked Wake Forest team. And when you look up, you're like, okay, 22 and 13, 4 and 10 in the league. Still not where you want to be, but it's a lot better than you were, you know, looking at going into Easter weekend. So now, what's on the slate? You got Tuesday, you got a rematch with number 14, Georgia, who you know is going to want revenge from, from taking a, a tough loss earlier in the year, and it's on the road. Wednesday, you host ETSU, which you don't want to like them, and stay in between some um, tough matchups. And then you host Florida State, and another big... Um, weekend with some traditional ACC powers and they're not ranked as of right now um, for D1 baseball. But again, you need to win series. You got to give yourself a chance. I think really at this point, it's hard to see a picture where you don't contend for the tournament if you don't win out in ACC play. I mean, the midweek stuff like George is a huge opportunity, especially with the RPI. And just their ranking to get another ranked win and to take to sweep the season series against them. South Carolina's starting to play a little better, get some wins in that. I mean, Wake Forest, just you know, so they're still top thirty, you know, in the country. So there's a lot of wins still out there. You know, we still got Virginia, um, Boston College. You know, at the end of the year. You go on the road to Louisville. You got know, to Georgia Tech. Like, there's still a lot of wins out there, but we have to come out on top of that. And I think the big key is starting pitching. I mean, the hitting the hitting's coming and it's contagious, and you give yourself a chance to win. But it's hard. Like when you go down seven one in the first inning, there's not a whole lot you can do with that other than what they did on Saturday and a lot of props to them. And I just choked that up to different situation. Uh, new environment and just bad luck. Two, uh, he only gave up two hits. They were just the two long balls for Dale. So really feel bad for the guy, but I know he'll bounce back. Um, and we need him down the road too uh, to to make sure we can to make this playoff run. So big one's Georgia. Obviously, that's what we're looking at Tuesday. So going into that, the number fourteen in the country. Uh, last game was on April fifth. Clemson won four to three. There were five home runs in the game, if you remember. Uh, George took the lead, and then Clemson came right back. Back-to-back batters. Angle and Wright both homered, which is huge. Wagner also homered. But huge key for me was Barlow, Billy Barlow. Freshman, five innings pitched, three hits, an earned run, a walk, five Ks. Gilbert, again, three innings pitched. Only gave up the two runs. But he gave you length out of the bullpen. And... I don't know. The thing is Gilbert's thrown a lot of innings. I don't know if you get him or Lindley, you know, I'm trying to save those for ACC games. So really you need Barlow or however the starter is to go another five innings at least. I mean, that would be huge. And Georgia can score, you know, like you got to do it. And so, you know, the, so you're probably looking at starter wise. I think you're probably looking at Billy Barlow or Ricky Williams. If you'll remember, on I think the only really Wednesday matchup I can remember from this year was Ricky Williams. So those are probably your two. I think they probably go Barlow again just because he's used to that Tuesday rotation. And, you know, you could say that, well, Georgia's seen him before, so they'll kind of know what to expect. But then you're also going to be like, well, Barlow's seen Georgia and he kind of knows how to attack these guys. And, he'd be excited to go on the road. So I think you might see that, but I also could see him having a little bit of a shorter leash if he gets into trouble just because, I mean, if you're in that game, you really want that win. Not that you don't want all these wins, but that would be huge to get on the road. So that's what I would guess is so you've probably got Barlow on Tuesday at Georgia. Wednesday's probably Ricky Williams at home. Friday is Anglin. And then Saturday, Sunday is TVD. I mean, it's hard not to get the ball to Hoffman again just because of what you saw on Saturday. And that might be a bit of a better spot for that. And then Sunday, you just kind of go based on the weekend and how guys are feeling. Maybe you do a starter or just want a guy to go a few innings. Maybe talent is the guy who go with that. Um... Maybe Jackson Lindley just to start, but then you've had some good innings out of him, so that's where it, it really just depends on the weekend and how things are going. But that's that's probably what I would guess is then Anglin Friday, Hoffman Saturday, and then TBD on Sunday. Maybe Clayton again, and then pull the leash quickly if he if he's not pitching as well, and then just kind of go from there. But really big matchup, um, and probably from the Georgia side, they went with the, just the. The one-inning start from Bearden, you know, just trying to string it together. And they seemed to like that during the midweek. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do that again. I would kind of expect that, honestly, show different looks. And other than the home runs, like, Clemson only got four hits. Just three of them were home runs. And I think another was a double. So Clemson just made them pay with the hits. But it wasn't like they were stringing a bunch of base hits together. So I would probably look at that again. If I were them, so huge matchup should be really fun. That one's on SEC network plus, and then want to also talk about the softball team who got a huge series win over Notre Dame. And guys, if you, if you haven't gotten to watch Clemson softball, you need to jump on this bandwagon now because these girls, these ladies, are good, and it's really fun, really competitive, very fast pace. It It's, I'm telling you, like it's really fun. They've got a lot of good commentators and analysts, and telling you this, this team is good. And I think sometimes it, it, it's weird. You think about this team is only in their second really full year of. Competition, you know, they had a half year the first year COVID hit. Last year was their first full year, but then they're having COVID protocols all throughout, all of, you know, all over the country, and so there's not even like limited seating. So it's really the first year of a non-COVID year to have a regular season, and they're they're ranked 17th in the country. Softball is ranked 17th in the country. It just, you almost have to like remind yourself, like they were going battling powerhouse Alabama when you could have argued last year they should have hosted a regional. They're battling with them and having to go there and, you know, really gave them a fight. And it's just the luck of the draw or the way they were slated, you know. And now they're a really good shot to host a regional themselves. And if they can keep stringing wins like this together, they have a really good opportunity, and so, I don't know, just throwing it out there. And Valerie Cagle and Millie Thompson, those, those girls can pitch, and it's really fun and very entertaining. So, just getting to that series, you know, they beat South Carolina 3-1 to in Columbia, huge. They've played South Carolina three times in these two years, won all three times. Over your in-state rival and you've only been in year Two out of three You know, or two and a half, I'm sorry I mean, that's big It's not like a small thing And what What John Rettman and these country staff is doing And instilling a culture And expectations of a fan base too Like you don't, it, it, You're expecting to win We expect to be good And that is not easy to do This so young of a program So you know, you got Notre Dame, who's number 23 also in the country by happenstance. Has really good pitching staff. Really tough team. You know it's going to be a battle. And it would be huge for either team to get that victory. So game one, Kagel goes the whole game. She only gives up two runs. None, neither were earned. Six strikeouts. Gets an RBI at the plate. Um, didn't play as well as we know she's capable of in the first two games. But a little bit more frustrated at the plate. I think just because not getting good pitches to square up on. Similar, she's been doing better than um, Kane Rice is at the plate, but you uh, can tell she's just been a little bit fresher at the plate. And so it was good to see her on Sunday. Um, not to jump ahead, but uh, get, get a couple good swings on the bat. But Friday, or I'm sorry, Thursday, as they did it earlier, she gets the win, her 13th of the year. Um, Mackenzie Clark goes two for three with an RBI. And then Sheik scores the game-winning run on a throwing error. You know they were down two to one in the bottom of the seventh, last inning. They score two runs to get the tying run, and then they go ahead with the winning run. Huge momentum for the weekend. Huge. Sorry to get game one, game two. They ran into a pitcher on a good on a good day. I mean, and as fast-paced as softball is, they just couldn't get squared-up balls. I mean, just give her credit, Holloway. Just pitched really well. I mean, it's hard to, you know, she no-hit them. And it's uh, it's hard to, to say anything more than that, is that she was really good that day. And Clemson just couldn't get a squared-up ball and, and or even a little bloop to fall in. Millie Thompson, I thought she held her own really well. I really like the way she's attacked and using a changeup and coming to the left side and definitely attacking hitters. Uh, second time through the lineup, they were squaring a cup a little bit more, had a few doubles, um, had, some bad eight, had a couple errors in the middle innings. Um, that also hurt. And then you just throw it in there, and then it's 4 nothing. You don't want to look into it, but you gave yourself a chance, and that's all you can ask for. And that game three, Cagle uh, goes into the fifth inning, gave up nine hits. Like They definitely were... Hitting her more, but they were a lot of them were like these little infield singles or dribblers, or they weren't like super always scoring up on the ball. So you have that, and seeing her a second time, uh, they've got some good hitters' approaches uh, from those different at bats, and so you know they pull her out. Thought Reagan Spencer pitched really well in relief both times. Uh, she pitched two and a th- two thirds, only gave up three hits, no runs, gave herself a chance. I think the huge key was that Notre Dame didn't capitalize probably as early as they could have because they left 12 runners on base. You think about that, seven innings, and they left 12 on base. That's the part, I think, for Notre Dame that they're probably kicking themselves after this weekend and, and really does a good job by the pitching staff of limiting damage. And they only scored one run. Clemson won 2-1, to one and Notre Dame left 12 on base. Clemson left 6 on, but... You know, two out of six is, is, or two out of eight, it would be. Uh, it's definitely better with that. So Cagle went two for three with a double. Russ steals her twenty-second stolen base on the year. Um, I believe she's currently the uh, active leader in stolen bases. I mean, she gets on first, and it's just like boom, she's off for second. I mean, especially in the f- in the fifth hole, like it's like the lineup starts all over again, and the bottom lineup gets an opportunity for someone to score. So, when you think about it, you know, forty-four games, twenty-two stolen bases. Every other game, just getting a stolen base. So, I mean, she's really playing well. Pereira gets the game-winning uh, RBI to walk it off again. Just a very exciting weekend. Um, definitely keeps you up and 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 very invested into the game. So Clemson gets a huge win over ranked Notre Dame, and they come in at seventeen, like we said. They're now sitting at 33 and 11 on the year, 11 and 7 in the ACC. And so you're like, okay, big weekend. You think, okay, you're gonna relax. Maybe you have a midweek to warm up and, and get refocused for so the weekend. Nope, you go straight into Florida State on the road, number four in the country. And have to go into a tough place to play. It's another Thursday through Saturday weekend. So you get a few more days off, but you have to prepare for that. That should be a really, a really good series, and I would tune into that. That should be really fun. So, yeah, because Florida State, Florida State can play. You know, they made the College World Series, made to the championship series, if I remember correctly. So you're probably looking at Kegel on Thursday, Thompson on on Friday, and probably Kegel again on Saturday, if I were to guess right now with. Um, Spencer, again, available. Uh, they've been putting Kegel in at first base also as a backup, which I think is kind of good to keep her in the field. Um, could be a little bit more invested, maybe not thinking as much about the plate and just want her bat in. So I'm excited. It's really fun, guys. I just give yourselves an opportunity to watch because we got some lot of good baseball and softball coming up. You know, because we've got Florida State weekend. What can I say? For and in Clemson, it's all weekend and just worked out that way. One at home and one on the road. So Thursday through Sunday, you got something going on to tune in. So that is the weekend recap. Super excited uh, to, get to, to watch some more sports and some baseball and softball with you. And hopefully when we talk again and you are listening, we'll have racked up at least a, a win or two in the midweek in baseball. And we'll see where we're at with the weekend series. So y'all thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you stay with me this long, I just, I appreciate it. It really does mean a lot. Cause I do know that there's a lot of places, uh, to listen to and just a lot of content right now, especially in a lot of, um, just ways to spend our time and fill up our day. So the fact that you would take this much time, um, to be with me really means a lot. And I, I really do appreciate it. Um, so ways to support the show, just definitely like, subscribe to the podcast on, um, if you're able to, especially on Apple Podcasts, give a review, um, share with friends who are, su- are super into Clemson sports and want uh, different updates and just thoughts on, thoughts on the game. If you have different questions or things you want me to talk about on the show, definitely let me know. But thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, I hope you have a great week. hope you had a great Easter. You got if you got to be a family and friends so thanks so much guys and for now we are signing off